Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest podcast show on earth. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Slapstick Conversations on Clowning. I am your humble hobo host, Gunky, and my co-host is on the line. Say hello, co-host. Hey, how's it going? This is Jazzy. Jazzy's here, and um, if you were with us last episode, we were talking with uh, our friend Harvey, uh, also known as Darren Chup. He uh, is a clown and has been one for quite a while, and he's on the line with us as well. Can you say hello? I can. Hey, everybody. Harvey gave us a little history about his uh, background in clowning on our last episode. If you missed that, go back and catch that because uh, this will be a continuation of our conversation with Harvey. The focus of this episode is going to be about skits. Harvey is part of a uh, an award-winning skit group. We wanted to get his take on what makes a good skit, how they come up with these kinds of elements. So Harvey, congratulations on uh, on some of your your accolades for skits. Thank you. Thank you. Harvey out. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) That's it. Yep. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it on a high note. I'm just saying. Right. It's just better that way for everybody. Uh, But no. I mean, thanks for that. But uh, you know, all my awards, um, mostly at the Midwest uh, Clown Association group, um, uh, are really with this team. Right, um, you know, with Patty and Brian, our friend Lorelai, you know, it's really been a group effort because uh, I haven't done really any of the single skits. Uh, I've done more of the group stuff, and it's really been a group with you guys. So the awards are right back on you as well. Well, it's always a pleasure to perform with you and to work with you. Are you yeah. speaking for yourself, Gunky? <laughs> yeah, right. When you say it's a pleasure. No, but you, you said at the Midwest, but there's also some stuff at the world clown level. So That's true, yes. I want to try and transition, though. Last time you talked about you didn't like to go and do birthday parties because you had to have stuff prepared and you like to do the improv stuff. But this time we're talking about skits. Mm. And obviously when you do a skit, you want to know what you're going to do. <laughs> yes. So how in your mind do you justify that with your freedom and improv loving clown into something more structured (laughs) yes i guess i i like performing with people right so that feels more comfortable to me than just performing on my own even though i like doing that on my own because uh that's what i've done you know most of my life for clowning i guess it's different than a birthday party where you have to have a show put together where it's just me and doing several single skits or doing magic right or juggling um and i can do a little bit of that don't have an issue with it but i do like the interaction with working with other people and it makes it more entertaining when there's good people that you can feed off of the the group thing just kind of appeals to me there's lots of lectures about working with partners versus just doing your own thing Um, and that's that's a whole nother ball game with our our funny foursome which is what we call ourselves. But yeah, it's a whole nother ball game when you're talking, working with other people. And I think to your point is you can rely on yourself to do your own things. But then when you're doing a, a, a skit with many other people, now we're talking, you know, blocking, we're talking all that kind of stuff that 
you are kind of really an expert at. I know you probably don't think of yourself that way, but mm. truly, I'd love for you to dive into a little bit of how your mind works when we are going through skit writing. Because I can just tell you right now, it's you, you visualize things in your head that I can only visualize when I'm actually performing it. Yeah. So I, I think that's a wonderful gift. I like to call Darren the, the choreographer of our skits. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched like, you know, those dancing shows on TV, but he has a great mind for seeing those things before they happen and helping us work through the movements and that kind of stuff. Thanks for, for that. Uh, I, I think we all have like a certain skill sets why we work well together because we bring a different element to the table, right? And if we all did the you know exact same things well, then it might be a little more challenging to come up with you know the ideas maybe nobody's good at coming up with ideas and we'd be sitting around a table you know for a very long time i think everybody has their um their skill uh, that they can add to this group and which makes us you know work well together for me i don't know it's just kind of one of those things that when we're talking through ideas or would this be good or should we do this um, how we should we do this do you think this would be funny i actually seeing it happen or I'm picturing somebody doing it. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe if, if I'm visualizing that happening. Would I be thinking that's very funny? And I kind of have to play it in my head, right? And I guess that's the best way to describe it. Is someone, you know, said, hey, um, you know, what if we had somebody walk across the stage and there was a banana and they slipped on it and, and they fell, you know, on their back? And you're like, okay, well, I get all that. I mean, you're kind of already visioning that happen anyway right in your head i'm envisioning that if i'm sitting out in the audience how would that look and it's pretty much the same way most people do it but when we're talking through things i'll just kind of zone out for a second because i have to see it in my my mind's eye and uh, you know I'll kind i of... thought you were just going over your grocery list i didn't know what you were zoning out about <laughs> well i am a multitasker so um yeah i could do that <laughs> i could do both but we truly never really know until we kind of run through it right and then actually videotape it which we'll talk about later but uh that's one of those things that it saves us some time if we go uh, i don't know right maybe we come up with some other ideas so that one of them will work. Donkey, I think he's like the clown whisperer. Oh, sometimes I hear him way too loud in my head. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if that... Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny because I do do that because I'm, I'm, I'm still processing. I'm like transitioning into, I'm thinking about it and I'm seeing it happen and going, uh, okay, um, all right, right? So maybe there's good 75% of it's good and then I don't know how this is going to look, right? And it all varies on where we are in the skit saying, that's sort of okay, but, you know, so-and-so's out on the stage, right? Uh, and Patty's kind of in the front. And if you do that there, then, you know, we're going to miss that. So maybe we do something different or change it to where it's happening. So if I can kind of see some of that stuff, then we can, you know, get rid of the junk early. You see that sitting around the table. Like, Gunky right. and I sometimes don't see it too. We're like in it like we are have to be in it we're working it out we're actually stepping through and that's when we go oh and then darren's like yeah i told you told you no, did no. i tell you that five days ago i don't know if i'm trying to save myself time later going is that gonna work yes it may work it may not work or parts of it may work it's just one of those things for me when we've been building skits for years 
I kind of have to see things happen and uh, knowing who you're working with, whether they're going to be able to do some of that. Because uh, we've worked with some um, uh, different skill level clowns, if you will. You know, you, you kind of have to temper yourself a little bit and say, uh, I don't think that's going to work. Well, we can't do that then because that person's not going to be able to do that. It, it might be just a time saver and it's just something I've just done. And I don't, I don't know why. I think of it like making a stew. So you're chopping up all these vegetables like, yeah, just throw some of this in, just throw some of that in. Oh, let's throw some spices in. But how do you know which spices are going to really bring the flavor to the stew? How do you know, like, um, this movement will be funny? You, how do you see that in your mind's eye? That's what I can't quite wrap my mind around. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like it just, could you picture a good clown, right? Like a ringling clown. Could you picture a ringling clown doing that? And you go, yeah, I don't know if that's really funny, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. if you could see it happen, if I said, I'm going to do something, Brian, I'm going to, you know, pick you up and, you know, spin you around like a helicopter spin. You know, you're all visualizing that, right? And you're, you're going through that. And, you know, Brian's whoever's like, I'd like to see that. Right? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's a bigger guy. And I mean, I, I, I'm not that strong. And I, you know, I could pick him up, but I, I don't know. I could put him over my head and like swing him around like that. Now, but so we visualize that going and then you go, uh, okay. Right. You'd start doing one of my moves going, um, maybe, right? But now if we said Patty, who is, uh, you know, much more uh, petite, she weighs, I don't know, 44 pounds or something right. like that. So, 45. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't 40, been working out. 50. Yeah, she's not really, just winter. <laughs> um, uh, now you visualize that happening and go, okay, yeah, I get that, right? You, you still like, kind of see it happen and you just kind of go with those sort of things. Um, but when you start really just saying who's going to do what, I don't know. If I were just sitting out in the audience, would I think that's funny? Okay, right? but this is how I this is how I go about when we have our our skit rehearsals, and it just for those listeners, it usually happens around my kitchen table. You can do that whole visualization, see what will work, what doesn't work, and I trust you that you see this because I can't see it like that yeah. you know I just have to trust like that's your strong point and so I mean sometimes it can be 80% of what we do is around the table and I think that's something that right. I mean I don't know what percentage you guys want to put on that but I feel like people don't realize that process is so much more going back and forth throwing out ideas you know brainstorming how and what makes things funny or not funny and actually once we like you know okay yeah yeah we got it we got it nailed down now we're performing it that is the test of the tried and true and see you know is it just as funny as we thought (laughs) but i mean that's when i like will be tweaking it like oh that'll be good but now we've got to block it a little different or maybe tweak this or that or and certain things Maybe even accidents happen that work really well and is really funny while we're practicing it. And I feel like there's two aspects to that. Well, that's where I think it gets really good um, is when we actually walk. That's when I feel good about it. Yeah. Is when we walk through it and we often videotape it, which Darren alluded to earlier. Yeah. So you get to actually like look at it and go, oh, yeah, what what he said would work or didn't work shows up on film where then you and I can see it and go, oh, yeah, we should cut that. Or, oh, did you see, you know, something silly happened? Should we keep that in there? A key to our skit writing is actually recording it from the viewer's standpoint. 
And that's where we can really carve it up, kind of pare it down, kind of clean it up. Um, so we've taken the skeletal structure of what we've written, and then we've put on the layers that, that Darren has kind of fought through. And then we take it and we take it to the video stage. And that's where then you can really uh, chisel out the fine details and make it a nice, nice But piece. to that point too, you know, if we started running that video from day one, it would be a yeah. lot of wasted video because you really have to have that time before around the table to figure out what we feel like would be funny or not funny and then and then go from there because as it is we do videotape it quite a few times before we feel like you know we've we've got it you know? yeah i think it's one of those you know this group is good at coming up with ideas right uh you and brian are, are good with throwing out like different concepts well uh, sometimes i i can't come up with that stuff i'm like well, i don't have a lot of other options to come up with i feel like maybe other groups that we've seen that they just kind of talk through them and go, that's great. And then they go do what they wrote down. Did you give any thought to whether that's any good or right? Is it going to be funny for anybody? Right. <laughs> right? Um, or are they just saying, hey, you know, it took so long time to kind of write a skit. It's like, well, um, yeah, but did you put into, you know, thought into what's actually going to work? Some people are just, you know, good with that. And I know a lot of the Ringling Clowns. I remember when I was working with Gamma Phi Circus, uh, when I was working with uh, Randy and Kevin, and we were putting a little two-minute vignette together for like an opening for one of the, the acts. And it was a little clown skit. And we needed like two, two and a half minutes, something like that. And uh, we came up with it in 30 minutes. But, you know, Randy and Kevin are just really good at, conceptualizing as well so it took us a little while to get there but um you know i think just you know good minds getting together and uh, analyzing it a little bit and even if you don't get it right up front you know it's doing the back end work after if you can't see it up front is videotaping going um okay that worked um uh, did it really work was it funny right or just did you just do what you had on the paper and you don't want to make a change to it If you surround yourself with clowns, don't be surprised when your life resembles a circus. I think some of our strongest skits, personally, is because they're um, relatable. Mm. I think we yeah. try to do a lot of relatable things because a lot of people will say, you know, how did you come up with your skit ideas? How, how do you do that? What do you think about? I think some of the easiest written skits that just keep flowing and we've got a million different ideas that we actually have to pare down and is because um, it's a really good idea and it's relatable. Like our air, our airline skit or... Um, you know, maybe just desserts that we've done. I mean, there's there's things that are relatable for everybody, and that's what makes it funny for the audience, I believe. Sometimes these skits that uh, they just kind of flow so quickly, right? You're like, oh, we can do this, and then do this, and do this, and you just write it so quickly, uh, you know, we're probably going to work out pretty good because it just happens so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for us, anyway. Uh, that's usually a, a pretty good sign. Um, but when we did the airplane 
you know, skit that took a little bit of energy to go through, but there were so many things we could draw from. Exactly. Uh, we had to actually pare down going, all right, what do we want to do? Let's, you know, stick to a few different items and characters, right. And build characters. And what would that character do that? And it just all worked out very, it seemed like, you know, quicker than some of our other skits. You just touched on something that I think is a key in uh, writing skits or, or good clown gags is um, character. You just touched on that. I think often, in addition to being relatable, I think it also is built in very quickly when it is relatable, you have a certain set of, you, know, you have characters. Mm, yeah. And defining those characters' roles and making sure that those characters are relatable in the relatable subject. Character is a key part of it um, because once you've got a relatable scene and then you've got a relatable character, you have the audience hooked into what you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. In, instead of trying to force feed them into a concept, when everybody really gets it, right, and realizes the struggle, you know, as soon as you kind of establish it. Uh, for everybody's listening, we did an airplane skit where, you know, you're on an airplane and you've got the flight attendants and you've got a business traveler and a child, right? And you've got a... a nervous remote, flyer. A nervous flyer, right? So those were all really relatable things. And, you know, people who fly, which most people do, they get all that, right? They've seen it many times and they go, oh yeah, I see, I already see the conflict. As soon as you come out and set the characters, people already get it and their eyes are open, right? And they're going, what's going mm -hmm. what are they going to do with it? Yes, when things are, I guess, hyper relatable, right? Where it's just really intense and you go, oh, oh, I totally get that. Like when we did going through airport security, right? Uh, when you have to strip down and go through the, you know, the gate that beeps and, you know, somebody wanding you and, right? Um, right? I mean, just that whole thing, people are like, oh, man, I've been there and done that. When it's really happened to them, a hyper relatable scale where they really feel energy around it. Right. And, they, and, they, and there's some sort of uh, trauma around it. People get it more and they like it more if you can really sell it. It's about time one of them said something smart. When you're doing the skits, is there, do you like to work from a blow off backwards mm. or do you prefer to come up with the scenario first? Which flows easier out of your mind's eye? For me, it's different. I, I'm not great at coming up with the concepts as much. Uh, I feel I'm more comfortable coming up with uh, what do we do with it, right? And kind of where we can kind of go from here. And not always, you know, we get stuck on things, but uh, I'm able to build on a concept better than I am able to come up with a concept but once we come up with a concept again through conversations that sort of thing blow-offs not so much for me you know working backwards I think uh, the concept in general is usually what hits me best I agree because I feel like Gunky's one of his strong suits is coming up with our subjects yeah the agreed. topics yeah what 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 you know here here's what I have he's always like Here's what I've got, you know, here's some ideas. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? So he's a really good person, I think, that gets us started on our journey through a skit. Darren, you you take that and run with it. Not quite sure what I do with this whole thing, but um, <laughs> but I, I feel like we're not the group that starts with the blow off because I'll tell you, for me, that's on the end of a joke or uh, right. something like that. And that's not who we are as performers. 
I don't think we have like, oh, that's just like a great blow off. And now everything that we do has to kind of morph around this ending blow off that we think is funny. But I think our strong point is just coming up like with Gunky with the topic of what we're going to make the skit about. And then with Darren, just, you know, having his ideas and his, his forward thinking on how to make that happen. I feel like, you know, we're not the people that start with a blow off. I think it develops with our skits. Yeah, I think I agree with that. When I come up with the the initial thoughts or ideas, I like to watch a lot of funny videos, mm. um, either clown videos or television shows or whatever, stuff that's physical. And if there's something that makes me laugh, if there's something they did, if there's an action, I don't want to do exactly what they did, but I like, even like with the, the smoke detector, that was uh, off of an episode of Mike and Molly that I watched. I look at it and go, that's, that's a funny concept. Mm. How would we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So then I bring it through. Or if there's something that I saw in like a Red Skelton video where, um, oh, there was one where I wrote a skit where there were bubbles in this scene. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool. So I come to you guys and go, okay, now what can we do with this? I like this one little snippet, if you will. And then I want to try and build something around it. I don't necessarily always go to the blow off either. I just think that's a visually funny thing that I would like to try to perform something similar but put our own flavor on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Aaron takes it and he kind of makes the makes the body of it and the recipe. And then Jazzy starts to add the the flavor, the spices to it. So I kind of see us all just layering on as we build a skit. It takes us a while to do that, um, but that's kind of how our process goes. And then we wind up at the end and go, okay, now what would the blow off be? Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, for me that, you know, Pat, as you were saying that, uh, you know, you take the blow off and work backwards. If there's enough substance to get you there, that's fine, right? If you see something really strong going, ah, that can be a great blow off for a skit. Um, as long as there's enough meat, you know, preceding it, right? And the way we approach it is the concept of something. We're actually talking about the meat part of it, right? We're saying that would be cool to do something around that. And we're already hitting on the meat of it, right? And saying, we know there's going to be enough around this. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out an ending. Uh, something, something will come to us. Exactly. Uh, and that usually comes last, right? We're like, oh, now we have to figure out a blowout for this. But some things come naturally and you're like, oh, no, I totally got this, um, you know, for the security skin, right? We're going through security and like, how are we going to end this now that I've gone through security several times and declothed? you know, most, you know, each process, uh, how are we going to do this? And, um, you know, the rubber glove comes out You're like, okay, well, let's just leave it at that. Right. That's perfect ending. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you never know what's going to be there, but the whole concept of going through the security thing is what we saw and mm-hmm. we're like, Oh, there's so many things you can kind of do with that. And we have to pare down the ideas and you know, the, the, the blow off didn't come till, you know, till later. And we had to figure out something solid for it. Well, let me just interject one. I'm sorry, Gunky. One little thing here. I feel like um, I, as an audience person watching some other people doing a skit, I feel like I don't like to watch something, even though it's five minutes, and sit there and think, 
nothing makes sense. I don't understand it. Nothing is funny. And then wait, 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 wait. And then boom, we've got a five second blow off that explains the entire four minutes ahead of time where now I can go groan or laugh or whatever their intent was for the end. But I feel like it was, I don't want to say a waste of my time. I just feel like they didn't do enough with it. You know, there's so much to do and there's so much to convey to your audience and to take them on this journey than to wait to the last five seconds. Yeah, there's just- um, That's like, my personal. People are, are like, I like a, the certain blow off and then they just create three minutes or four minutes of something just to get to that. Right, and that might not be or funny not. or right, it doesn't exactly. make sense. It's just, right. you're just, tr- your mind, my mind is spinning going, okay, where are we going? Where is this going? Where, where, what are we, where are you leading me? Because I'm trying to figure it out the whole time they're doing stuff. Yeah, a lot of times it becomes forced, right? <clears throat> and it's not necessarily funny. That's so, because they're working from the blow off. Right, and if you work from the meat of it, then you've got a good, you know, you've got a good bones or structure to it. And you're going, I got a good concept, right? I'll figure yeah. out the beginning and the end, but the concept is what's going to carry me through the whole bit, right? Whether the blow off is strong or super strong or not. The only one that I can think that we've done that we did where we kind of worked from the blow off backwards was the just, just desserts. desserts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that one, the original idea was I wanted a couple of clowns to be at the end covered in shaving cream or foam mm-hmm. um looking basically looking like a, a sunday but i brought it to you guys I'm like this would be cool now how can we get to here from nowhere right. and so we worked kind of backwards on that one so that's the only one i can think of where we didn't start with the meat but we worked with the the concept the blow off slash concept at the end still different and then filled it to me still different my, it's still different because so? yeah because you had a you had a blow off but it wasn't a set like but on right. you right. know it yeah. was it was a, a concept you had that you wanted it your vision was this is how i would like us to end up to me that's mm-hmm. that's different from saying this is the blow off let's work around that Yours was, I, I conceptually want this to happen at the very end. This is what I vi- visualize it happening. How, how we lead up to that can be whatever. It, it's different to me. It's still a different to me. Yeah, I think it's, um, you had a visualization of how you wanted things to look, right? Not necessarily a punchline, right? I think that's the difference here, right? right? Um, where it, it feels, over the skits we've seen over the years, um, a lot of people put so much energy into a punchline, right? Yeah. And then build a story to try yeah. to feed that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a force-fed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you were saying, I want to, I want, you know, everybody covered, right? And something, you didn't say there, there was no, you know, a verbal blow off there. We, mm-hmm. we didn't have anything. You just wanted us to get to sloppiness, right? Like, well, if we do desserts, that's a no brainer. Right, we got all kinds of concepts we can, you know, we can get to that point. Not a big deal. It's just how do we pace ourselves? You know, and I think at thing. some point, Gunky, we're going to have to talk about your love of mess. No, oh. that <laughs> might be another skit. Yeah. yeah. Good gosh. Well, 
See, you can just, there's so many different things you can unwrap when you talk about skits and performing and skit writing. But I think we've run out of time for this particular podcast. Grown. Oh, no. Tear. There it is. I was waiting for you guys. (laughs) Darren, I appreciate having you on the last couple of episodes. Anything you want to share with the audience in in parting? We'll have you back. Yeah, no, I'd love to be back on and uh, appreciate having me on for the you know first couple of episodes you know have fun with it out there if uh, people are looking to do some clowning and um we'd love to hear from you uh if you've got some ideas on anything uh, you know just some uh, feedback uh, we're just throwing ourselves out there to you know convey what we've run into over the years and um you know i'm sure we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more in detail and later podcast we look forward to it jazzy any final words final thoughts um if you live in the chicagoland area and want to hook up with us we'd love to talk to anybody that's um a clown and willing to share some ideas we could do like um right. we could be like clowns in in cars clowns in cars yeah how It'd many be... can we fit in <laughs> yeah clowns in a car right clowns in a car yeah yeah Talking no funny. this has been a lot of fun it's our passion i we could talk about this forever i know i could <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to put in the uh, plug-in for the club or anything? Oh, gosh, yes. So we are part of the Crazy Clown Club, and we meet uh, in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, usually the last Tuesday of every month. But, yes, go on our website that Gunky created for us. There's a spot there. You can messenger us, too, if you live in the area and would like to get to know us a little better and get your thoughts and we invite you to a meeting and um this is what we do we're passionate clowns about the the art of clowning it's crazy with a k clown with a c and club with a k if you're looking for us so it's crazyclownclub.com is the website for that all right well we'll wrap up this episode uh on skit writing thanks again to darren harvey chuck to my co-host jazzy I am your humble hobo host, Gunky, and we invite you to listen next time on our podcast, Slapstick Conversations on Clowning. Thank you so much, and be sure to tell your friends and anybody else that might be interested in the subject of clowning, clown arts, to check us out. And um, we are part of Anchor.fm. That's how we host our podcast, and it gets disseminated to you. So we hope to see you next time on slapstick conversations on clowning. Remember, life is a circus. Just don't walk behind the elephants. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, good tag.